0: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. They're here. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
1: yippee ki motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good
0: friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and bad movies of yesteryear. Now Chris, we've been busy destroying everyone's childhood memories for the last few weeks, and what are we going to review this week? Well
1: Dave, we're going to go for the 1984, again it's another
0: classic, Ghostbusters. Well, as someone who you dissed last week would say, I've got a bad feeling about this.
1: <laughs> can, I, can I just say before we go into our review, Dave, I, we have had some tremendous tweets, mainly aimed at me <laughs> regarding my <laughs> calling out Harrison Ford for being wooden, not liking Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've got a feeling, guys, I may be getting a few more of these tweets after today's episode. <laughs>
0: Well, as you mentioned, this one was released in 84. It was rated a PG. It was directed by Ivan Reitman and written originally by Dan Aykroyd. And later on, they brought in Harold Ramis. Now, it starred Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Sigourney Weaver. Now, what are your early memories of this one, Chris?
1: It's actually a very strange one, Dave.
0: Now, I have mentioned a few
1: times now the old one of my grandparents, my mum's mum and dad, this is the film that I would watch if we didn't have Superman 2 on or we had, obviously I wasn't forced to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. As I mentioned, my harrowing childhood, Dave, you know, woe is me and stuff. Um, but, yeah, i watched this quite a lot. Now, I do have a funny story regarding this. Now, one of my sisters, Lois, now I'm obviously, as I always say, I'm 40, I'm an old man, born 1978, but my sister Lois was born in 1985 in the January, and when my mum was having her, she will never forget this, Dave. My mum absolutely fucking hates Ghostbusters' song, which is so iconic. I actually think it's great, at the song. It's one of them uh, songs everyone knows what it's about. Halloween parties, it's played all around the world uh, ever since. But when my mum was in the last stages of pregnancy, Dave, and she was actually pushing with contractions, have a guess what song was on as my sister was coming into this world. <laughs> I don't believe you're Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so she absolutely hates this song. And, and it's one of the films I think we avoided because my mum's not like me, My mum's very, very placid, but she just hated it. So <laughs> that's my entry into Ghostbusters. But as a kid, love watching it. I, I genuinely never had a, a problem with it. Absolutely idolised Peter Venkman, and, and so much so that I remember watching towards the late 80s. I loved the cartoon series, Dave, absolutely loved it. It used to be on BBC yeah. all the time, and I was really – sorry, ITV, I think it was on. I was really, really a big fan of it. So I came into this with great expectations, but I won't you know, say too much, Dave. What about yourself?
0: <laughs> i absolutely like yourself i think i might have seen this on the cinema i can't honestly remember but it is one of those that when it was on the video you know it's just constantly on repeat and even if it came on the tv and you've already got it on video it'd still you know stop what you're doing to watch it and it had so many iconic moments and and you know you kind of remember in the playground and stuff playing it, being ghostbusters reciting those those famous lines that they had and like you say loving the cartoon as well the real ghostbusters so yeah i i was excited to get back i thought yep yeah, brilliant let's go back and revisit this absolute classic and it, it i'm gonna love it and uh yeah a little bit like yourself i i i think this one we we watched another 84 movie last week didn't we terminator i think this one might not go to the same place <laughs> <laughs> So Dave!
1: Where do you wanna start with this one?
0: Well, let's let's play the trailer first and then we'll get going. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. <laughs> They're armed. <laughs> They're dangerous.
1: Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping
0: instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right. that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman... ...of the largest paranormal removal company in America. You see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real Wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria! Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Got <laughs> your stick? Ho! him up! Smoke, Smoke him! him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters Starring Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. We open up in the New York library with an apparent poltergeist scaring the bejesus out of a librarian. Ray and Egon disturb Venkman's seedy plan to seduce a college student to investigate and come up with a cunning plan to rush the ghost with some vague hope of catching it. Now, Chris, what do you make of this opening part <laughs> of the movie? Well, Dave, <laughs> there's a few things I think we've both got to get off
1: our chest here. Let's call it as it is. i I'm not trying to go down the route of absolutely lambasting people because I absolutely love Bill Murray in, especially Groundhog Day. It's one of my favourite comedy films. He's up there with Planes and you know, I love that film so much. But, Dave... If that guy is not on the same fucking list as Jimmy Savile and Gary Glitter, (laughs) then I don't know what he is. He is a fucking sex pest of the highest order, my friend.
0: It's weird. I mean, you said earlier that, you know, you kind of idolize Peter Venkman. And you're right. I mean, Bill Murray plays Bill Murray, doesn't he? He just has different character actor names, uh, character names. But, you know, in this, I think he's particularly bad. You know, he's just, um, I, I, at the time, I think I found it quite funny. He's obviously, he's, he's this paranormal psychologist, supposedly, even though he's, he doesn't believe in ghosts. He's hugely skeptical and he's got this kind of flashcard game. You know, he's got this young lad and this young girl, you know, probably barely 17, I would say. And, Everything he, everything the young lad says, you know, that's on the flashcards is right, but he's kind of, Venkman's rigged the game to just make sure she wins. And he is the seediest fucker I've seen for a long time on TV. And I just, I just never remember it like that. And it, it, it was one of those where you're almost doing a double take and you're like, fucking hell, you know. We were talking about Indiana Jones pretty much, you know, in the writer's room and being a pretty much a, a a bit of a statutory rapist. And uh, I, I think Venkman's in the same camp here.
1: Yeah, big time. I, I agree with you. I, Bill Murray was one of them people. He's dead cool. Any he Peter Venkman, oh, he gets Sigourney Weaver. And, he, and Dave, I'm sorry, through the whole film, It's just a fucking sex pest. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Dave, moving on from the Venkman scandal, I'm sure there may be someone looks at that at some point in in history. But the librarian, obviously, situation. Now, I remember this as a kid. I remember it so vividly, like, you know, she's there walking. Next minute, all the cards come flying up, don't they? The books, and we get the scream, and we get the music then, don't we? And that, which I've got to say, Dave... One thing I love about this film, there's three things or four things about this film I love. I love Ecto One, the car. I love Slimer, Stave Puff Marshmallow Man, and I love the theme music. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about it. Now <laughs> watching it, but but it, it, it is some, and I'm I'm not trying to steal your thunder, David. What did you think of some of this initial acting?
0: Well, I think the the tone is very dark isn't it It, it's a bit scary i mean this was a pg back in the day before you know you had a pg-13 or anything um and i do think it was it was pretty scary to start off with now i believe that dan Aykroyd's original concept for the movie's original script was very dark it was set in the future there were loads of different ghost catchers ghost chasers and um Ivan Reichman, when he got his hands on it, he was like, Well, it's going to take about $200 million to make this movie. So we need to, you know, we need to ground it a lot more, set it on earth. And also, you know, let's make it an origin story. But from taking Aykroyd's very dark, very spooky kind of script, you know, and and making it more of a comedy, I think you've still got some of the old remnants, some of that old feeling about, you know, how dark it can be. And I, I know when. You know, I I think the effects on that initial kind of, uh, you know, the practical effects, I think, look great. It's when you start to see that early kind of animation start to show up. You know, then it sort of looks, uh, you know, at at the time it looked great or felt it looked great. But now it's like, yeah, that looks a bit shit, that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, the... after that initial kind of um, uh, scene where it's all a bit spooky and then we get the trio, the Ghostbusters, they go. I, I have to say, what exactly was their plan? You Because know, when they see the ghost and then she's just reading in the library and it is a bit eerie where they try and interact with her and she's like, shh. <laughs> yeah. But then it, it looks like a Muppet, doesn't it? You know, when it, it sort of changes. And it's like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, I'm watching the Muppets here. And I, I remember that scaring the shit out of me when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously I know as we're sort of approaching middle age, the both of us, I don't know whether you have, like, some sort of toughness, or obviously, as I've been called a grumpy old man in the last week, Dave, the way I've, I've gone at people. But I, I agree with you. Like, I, I always like thought Dan Aykroyd was an absolute wankering this it really just it just annoyed me in the film but he doesn't I think it's it's all centres around obviously Bill Murray's character the cool one but they've actually got a bit of something but when Dan Aykroyd just goes, yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what the fuck I mean I, I love the Blues Brothers right it's a great film and I know initially John Belushi was supposed to be in this one and yeah, he was yeah. before he died and he, he'd had this idea Dan Aykroyd because he had a fascination with the paranormal for years even yep. Eddie Murphy he tried to get Eddie Murphy involved because they were all on Saturday Night Live and and obviously he didn't do it, he was just taking off his career then. But I don't know, I mean, honestly, I watch it and I see some of the acting in this and it's, Dave, let's be around the bus. some of it, in my opinion, is fucking awful. It really (laughs) is bad. It is bad. It is. I mean, you get that bit, you get the bit where they go back. There's no explanation, obviously, what's going on. You know, Peter Fenkman and that are then getting closed down by the University of the app. You know, obviously, maybe they found a few a few videos or pictures that <laughs> yeah. maybe Peter had hush been. hush. You know,
0: <laughs> let's just keep this one quiet. <laughs> a Few of the parents of the uh, college students were complaining.
1: Yeah, there's something completely off with that. So obviously, they end up with that. Acro's character Ray then remortgages and uses some inheritance money to to buy. You know, the, the the actual Ghostbusters headquarters and sorts that that. And it is a synonymous building. Even to this day, people go all the time to have pictures took there, don't they? Yeah. I know that. It may be something I might see at the end of the year, Dave, if we get a chance to go and have a bit of a picture outside. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'll tell you what who really annoyed me. And I know I remember watching Honey, I Shulked the Kids in about 1985 or 86 and he, he sort of got a bit of a resurgence, didn't he? He did stuff with Steve Martin and stuff like that. But Rick Moranis is a fucking dick in this day, but he absolutely Aww,
0: sacrilege. <laughs> it just gets on my nerves. He's so bad. His acting is awful. It really is poor. Oh, I think he's great in this, to be honest. I, I, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's awesome. I think playing that little dweeb, you know, and divulging all these financial secrets for everyone, because you know, getting away from the the Ghostbusters and and. Like you know, the biggest shock for me was finding out that you know on this rewatch that Venkman's a like you say a bit of a sex pest, but I, I never really cared for Rick Moranis's character. I mean, we we get to see um, Sigourney Weaver's character, don't we? So she she has some. Uh, Zool is making an omelette. You know, on the on the bench there, you know, and I thought, again, these practical effects, I think they look quite good when they're, uh, you know, when they're not layering on the animation. And she goes to the Ghostbusters. They've set themselves up in the firehouse, haven't they? They've got pretty much no work or whatever. And you can see that Rick Moranis is just this guy down the end of the corridor. And it, it, he's just so pining after Sigourney Weaver. And, uh, you know, like I say, he's got this pathetic little character. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just having a party. And <laughs> I thought he was great, to be honest. <laughs> so you are right, Dave. We get the, the omelettes
1: and eggs being thrown everywhere, the the actual fridge-freezer moment. Now, also, a little thing I thought of, Dave, and I could be wrong here, It could be way off, but... When we did Back to the Future, which is obviously our first ever episode, the initial idea for the time machine was to use a fridge-freezer, wasn't it, for Martin? Yep. Now, I'm wondering whether Robert Zemeckis and that did steal this idea because, obviously, it's not a time machine, but she opens the fridge and it's full of, you know, the ghouls and ghosts and this world. And I don't know why, it just stuck in my head, and I'm thinking – Oh, maybe that's where he's got the idea, a bit of inspiration from Ghostbusters. I don't know. It It could
0: be, it could be, you know. So um, Mm. a a fridge freezer, not only handy for keeping foods chilled, but also can be a time machine or an interdimensional portal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To another world, yes. (laughs) Could be, could be. Could be, I could be wrong, could be wrong. But yes, you get this bit. So obviously she does a runner, she decides to sort of, get in touch with the Ghostbusters. She goes to see him. Peter Venkman's there. Obviously, he can smell the aroma of perfume at, like, 500 yards, this guy. There's, there's no decorum or anything. And she comes to see him, and he's explain nothing to her, and he's a bit creepy with her. And then he goes back to her a, a bit a part- creepy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm building up Jeez. to the worst.
0: Oh, my God, go on.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> So, they... <laughs> 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 so he takes her to the apartment, and this has got to be. And I mean, obviously, it shows that this was made thirty-five years ago. It shows how much the world has progressed. Like some say for the bad, some say for the good. I say for the fucking good. After watching this again, and having five sisters, a daughter, and a wife, I'm thinking, oh my god, what world would they That's be living crazy, in at that time? It's so ridiculous, but. He just puts it on her. He wants to kiss her. He says, he's like,
0: he says I love you. He's like, I am madly in love with you. I'm like, what the fuck? He just met in the fucking firehouse like half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the thing. and then he's saying so she's going there's no chance of a kiss no
1: no and I'm like what the fuck is going on here? I mean it's not good watching it,
0: Dave I'm sorry it's not for me I, and and I think this movie what what I will say is it's got a sprinkling you mentioned four highlights that you like there and there are some absolutely iconic moments I mean. It, I don't think we can get away from this still is, you know, despite rewatching it in 2019, this still is an absolutely iconic movie, but it's only for those individual moments, I think, in the movie, not for the whole movie. So I guess, you know, as kids, we weren't even really paying attention to this particular scene or we were just looking at Venkman going, oh, he's quite funny, isn't he? Old Bill Murray with his facial expressions and, you know, he's a complete cynic, isn't he? So he's he's squirting that, that instrument around. I've no idea what that is supposed to be, whether it's, it's for watering flowers and <laughs> he's just putting on a bit of a show. But yeah, the fact that he's gone from naught to 100 in such a short amount of time, I was like what the hell I, I, I don't remember and i guess you know watching it as a kid you've got no concept of love or adult relationships have you but he is just a, a fucking sex pest but he, he's a needy sex pest you know and it's just yeah. like oh you know i'm surprised she ever spoke to him again and 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 again is it just is it just because we're watching it as adults or you know the fact that you know, the world has moved on a lot for the better. I think it might be a bit of both.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong, Dave. I don't. I, I, it is strange because you know, obviously, I know I, as I was quoted this week, Dave, on Twitter by one of our good followers and good friends of the show, Vanish Puelisapelland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Peter Venkman is a disaster area. He's an absolute joke of a character for me in, in this. He really is. I'm so disappointed. And and I think obviously from that, you know, they go back to the house, they sort of they still not got anyone. They've only got her as a client and he's like, you know, I need to take her out for some dinner. I need some petty cash. Gotta keep the client. Well, if someone's paying you, why would you want to then spend the money that she's giving you on a meal? It's just <laughs> like that's <is> nonsense. <laughs> but when they get the suits, the one of them the ones that had me tickling Dave for all the wrong reasons. Is when they go in the hotel and Slimer's there. And obviously, Slimer in the cartoons he's a good guy, and he? he's sort of with the Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's always yeah. around the Ghostbusters hat. They'd, they'd sort of turn him. And that moment, he's eating the food, so iconic. But when he when he slimes Bill Murray, Peter Venkman, he's on the floor like he's a little kid <laughs> with a rucksack on and he's going ah, And it was the worst acting ever and I was like Oh that is just shit It's
0: like he's so it's rubbish. like he's been a, a a newborn giraffe or something, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flying around on the floor. But everyone knew that line, didn't they? You know, he slimed me. I, I just thought it was so iconic that line. But again i Rewatching it back and i don't know if it's because i was expecting it i just i didn't find it as funny maybe it's just because no. i'm a grumpy old git but i just don't think there was anything in his delivery or or anything you know it, it was just i guess i'd never seen anything like that at the time and so it, it i found it really funny but you know the, the other thing that occurred to me was slime is just getting on there he's grabbing a hot dog fucking leave him alone yeah, you yeah. bastards <laughs> Yes, yeah, true
1: well, well you, know, you know just before that bit actually did you see when that woman walks across the front of Peter Venkman because it's the first time we've seen him in the proper Ghostbusters outfits and she walks across him and he just, his eyes go from left to right <laughs> and it's proper uncomfortable I mean it's fucking well. We, we've already
0: said you know about his, uh, his sex pestery so um, yeah I mean he's pretty consistent and I, I just wonder how much is Venkman and how much is Bill Murray you know I don't don't want to again diss a national treasure but uh yeah it's it's all a bit I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was Venkman but um yeah all all a bit uncomfortable I I had to say as well though you know Sigourney Weaver had already been in and you know she'd been into the reception and so why did the receptionist I don't know how they're paying for the receptionist, by the way, uh, but but how? <laughs> why is it that when the hotel call her, she shouts at the top of her lungs, "We got one!" It's like, well, you've already had one, and and you weren't <laughs> yeah. asked. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, all right, okay, it gives us a bit of music and and whatever. So, but let's go with it.
1: I'll I tell you what, though, Dave. One one of the characters which, if you want a sort of slight bad guy, you know, we go with William Atherton, who's also in Die Hard as the reporter who gets chinned by John McClane's missus. He plays Pet, Dunning, the environmental officer. Yeah. And straight away, you know, when you're watching it, I was thinking, you know what? He's not wrong. No, <laughs> he's, he's not, right. going, what, he's back back back? Back. not really
0: banging on really banging on it. <laughs> they were talking in the it hotel is... about walking around with these untested nuclear fucking backpacks. And it's like, yeah, about. I wouldn't be that comfortable. I'll hope someone in you know power somewhere is questioning this.
1: <laughs> but no, you're right. It, it, everything he said was like, have you got a certificate for this? Have you got this? And I'm thinking, it's not wrong. You can't, you're, you're using domestic supply for your electricity. You're doing yeah, this. And I'm yeah. thinking... He's got a point, you know. Maybe it's the 2019, mate, because he is to be like the absolute prick. No yeah. wonder John McLean's misses Puncture. You, you know, I'd be proper and like... He's, even and he's his ginger, and
0: you know. Well, <laughs> well Dave, I, yeah, 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 I never said a word then, out there? I've had enough abuse this last week. Oh, I, was, I was trying to throw out a fishhook. You're <laughs> not biting, you're not oh, biting. <laughs> I'm a fuck. Homer Simpson's getting pulled out of evil, that one, Dave, I'm telling There's you. I might cut that bit out.
1: <laughs> More coffee, <laughs> better leave it well, <laughs> no, yeah, you're going to get it. You're getting It's it. so
0: right, though. I mean, I thought going back and watching this, as soon as he appeared on the screen, I'm like, oh, it's that fucking twat. And then it's like. <laughs> No, actually, everything that he says is absolutely bang on. And, you know, again, it's funny how your mind works and, and distorts over time, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. It really is mad. How much damage did they do to that hotel? I mean, they they never had a contract. <laughs> they never kind of agreed to do anything for a set price or whatever. They just they went in. And they smashed up the place. Again, Slimer's just trying to fucking grab a bite to eat. <laughs> just smashing up this room and this chandelier and everything. It looks like there's a party. It looks like there's probably a wedding or dinner party or something that's going to happen there. And then they cause more damage, surely, than Slimer ever did. So, again, I'm watching it now and I'm just thinking, this is absolute nonsense, this. <laughs>
1: What the four of four guys going around capturing imaginary goes untested, yeah,
0: untested nuclear fucking things, and we find out there that you know you shouldn 't cross the streams because you know every molecule in your body will explode at the speed of light i don't i don 't know if exploding at the speed of light is any worse than just exploding, but anyway um, yeah I, I, again, I just found it a bit odd but this is the turning point for them isn't it because they do get paid they get paid i think it's five thousand dollars or something isn't it and then we get this quick montage because there's ghosts appearing everywhere and and then you know their popularity is going up through the roof
1: yeah yeah it's it's weird isn't it because like you said at the top of the show it's, it's such a an iconic film dave i mean for all the right reasons, and I thought we were going into it, I'm really looking forward to this. You know, I really, really... I don't know whether it's very spuel or lag and sort of a bit of a hangover from being disappointed in that. I'm not sure, but my expectations to what the reality of what I was seeing was it, it felt... Oh, God, I'm, I'm really going to get some abuse from now, Dave, <laughs> for some of the stuff I'm going to say. But it felt like I was watching a fucking B-movie I know the budget was quite good for for this time, and they made a lot of money. They made like oh, nearly three hundred million, Dave. It was like a really successful film. It was the second heist in 1984, yeah. but the acting and that is just terrible. And I know the CGI and, and the effects have changed, but when 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 he gets chased, that bloody what I don't understand. Do you know when Rick Moranis' character is having that party oh, yeah, in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so Dana gets possessed, doesn't she? She goes into her flat, she's sat there, the fridge comes alive. <laughs> and gets she, possessed
0: she, and becomes a backing singer for the Human League, <laughs> doesn't she? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> big quiff, and, and she's got the big
0: like All the makeup all the on the and stuff, all the hairspray. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so she's got all that, and obviously Venkman's on his way over for a date, but what's really strange is Rick really Rannis' character's there, so he does this it. everyone who comes in, he's like. And then there's that couple who turn up at the door and he goes, this is such and such, and he's in receivership, and then... We're just like, what,
0: yeah, exactly. what are you
1: talking yeah. about? What, Giving what, what out all get this get confidential
0: was? information. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it was just so, so bizarre. What I didn't get was, you've got this monster, so devil thing in his bedroom. He throws the coat on it, right? It bursts through, which is absolutely awful special effects, right? I know it was 84, but oh, my God, we saw better stuff. Star Wars was late 70s. Oh, better.
0: Terminator, low-budget. Well, Terminator, price, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still stands up today. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Terminator a lot better than this. But what, why, why did everyone else stand around his flat and not move? And why did he run and go in the lift and run out and it was chasing him? It made no – that the actual could have picked anybody to be the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. But they chased him. And that, that scene when he goes across Central Park and he's at the actual restaurant – Nobody would just sit there and watch some guy wanging on the window. Even if he has been a nuisance, someone would have gone out. And the fact that nobody sees the devil thing attack <laughs> well, him, I was so, just like, this is stupid. So I was watching
0: it with my kids, and I, 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 my son asked me, he said, can no one else see that? <laughs> and I remember, yeah. even back at the time, I thought, it, it doesn't really make sense because we only really see when we're in the restaurant looking out at Rick Moranis up on the, on the uh, glass... You don't see the the demon dog, but I I don't know. I I'd never thought of it that way. I just thought it was something a bit sloppy. It was something that was played for laughs, you know. That you know, it's a it's a sad <laughs> kind of commentary on society where they just don't care. You got this guy he looks he looks a bit roughed up and whatever on the outside, and no one cares. But I don't know. Maybe. maybe People couldn't see that. And that's the only way I can rationalize, you know, why was no one else looking at it? Because I think it was the doorman said, Oh, this guy went crazy and ran off. Well, if you got this big massive demon dog thing chasing him, you know, his story would be a little bit different. So, so I'm going to forgive that bit a little bit and just say, Oh, maybe, you know, this, this demon thing, no, no one could actually see it. Well,
1: yeah, you could be right, actually, Dave. It might be predetermined. I, I do have
0: another question for you, though. So even more so than why can no one else see this thing? And and, and the fact that it sought him out, again, I, I'm going to say maybe there was just something special about him because it, it could have picked off anyone. If it was just going for the nearest person, well, maybe there was something special about him that, that did make him the genuine key master. But... Why does Venkman have three hundred cc's of Thorazine in his pocket that he can give uh, Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the eighties version of the
1: hit, babe. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, I
0: mean, so, and I'm not, and I'm not entirely convinced he was a hundred percent gentlemanly there. You know, did did something freaky happen, and and then he he drugged her up, or you know, I what, what? I just I. I wasn't sure, to be honest.
1: Well, well, actually, mine was actually the opposite opinion, was he's obviously been this absolute sex pest. And I remember being a kid, 13, 14, 15 years old, watching sort of early 90s or whatever I was, thinking, why do you just get in there, son? Do <laughs> you know, like, because you're just like that age, you don't see it. But he actually goes against his own character in this. And instead of just... Dipping his bread in, tell him nothing, Dave. He decides to have about a conscience, and he's like, well, I think there's three people in there. He's Dana in there, and he decides not to sleep with her. But like you say, he did drug her, and it would make no sense that he would have injected her as a possessed person. She surely would have attacked him, but for the story she did. But I genuinely thought, it's about
0: our character. He's actually becoming normal. The The camera sort of pans around the room, and there's clothes everywhere. Uh, I've never really noticed that. I thought I, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure he didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, maybe he did. play to castender to type the name. He know. did, and then as he said, he whacked her off with about 300 cc's of thorazine. <laughs> oh, so, it's nonsense, or maybe right? before or after. I don't know. You know. Again.
1: Yeah, because because again, sorry, to to move the story along, we then get Peck back back at the ranch, shall we say, the Ghostbusters headquarters, and he comes in, Dunny, and he's like, he's got a cop with him, and he's got this other guy, and he's like, we need, um," so he's got like a builder with him, and and that we need to sort of cut, turn everything off, and they're like, you can't, you need a, a warrant, I've got this, I've got this order, and all this stuff, and Venkman decides to leave Dana. And just says to Dunny on the bed, I'm just going to have to go, you'll be okay there? You know, and it's like, well, if she's possessed and she's this threat to sort of mankind, you're just going to leave her and get in a taxi back to your headquarters, yeah. you know? So he goes, and obviously they release the hounds as such, and all the ghosts come, it takes the top of the building <laughs> so off.
0: And, you talk it, about bad acting. I mean, you know, God, God rest his soul, Harold Ramey, uh, who played Egon Spendler. When he's in front of the machine, And sort of, he's holding his arms out. He seems to do a little wriggle, a little jiggle kind of thing. And I was just like, what are you doing? And I I must admit, I noticed the the acting in this a a lot more than I ever did as a kid. I I thought the acting was pretty subpar, to be honest. Yeah, it was, to be fair. And you're right. So they they get outside, obviously end
1: up, they go for... uh, Egon then goes for Peck, Donnie Peck gives him a bit of abuse, and Egon goes for him, so they end up being arrested. Now, I've got to say, they've got to be the slackish cops in New York, the fact that they can pull the plans out for their building, and no one's even took any shoelaces off of, belts, weapons, but they've just got these blueprints of are allowed to have in <laughs> this sort of communal jail but cell. all these <laughs> thugs
0: that are also in prison are just hanging on their every word, aren't they? They're all just yeah, it's nonsense. They're all just there, but I don't know why. Why are they there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. But, well, Dave. More importantly, why the fuck did Peter Venkman start? him stupid. They were they were telling the story, and he just started going off on one, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Was not even funny? I was thinking he like absolutely So when they're doing the yeah. map and everything, and then Egon he, he starts telling the story about you know this. Uh, go ghoul, devil oh, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. and say and, and then all of a sudden all like the, the the prisoners start closing in don't they because they're really enthralled it's by the police
0: academy sort of, of just, deal isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah it just it just it just starts going off like as if he's mad and I'm like we're, there was no connotation that they were going to get beat up or something what 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 were you doing it just it just made no no sense to anything in that scene at all. No continuity. It, it was
0: a bit weird, but I mean, they do end up meeting the mayor, don't they? And uh, again, this is, <laughs> it just strikes me, it struck me as odd that, you know, they, they're saying, well, you know, what have you got to lose? Because uh, if we are just con artists, then you, th- you throw us to jail, and but if you don't, if you let us have a go, then you know, there's lots of voters who, who you'll have saved. But the thing that I found really weird was, or not weird, but just very, very dated scripting. Is you know, Winston goes up and he says, "Since I've joined this group, you know, I've seen shit that'll turn you white." And I'm like, yeah, "I thought that clearly, right? You're choosing the only black actor that you've got, who but who's talking to a white person, talking about turning him white." And I just thought something just not right there, is there?
1: Yep, yeah, Dave, I swear to God I was gonna bring that up. I, I genuinely didn't understand the context of why that line was in there. It was it was as if it should have been a black mare, which is not right any way you look at it, but that's it just made no sense. It was a really bizarre and it wasn't even racial stereotyping. It's just a really out of place line in the film. It's it's really bad to it, be honest. It's, it's as if
0: it it's not it 's not quite racist i don 't think, but I think the sentiment behind getting him to say it was racist yes yeah it, it, it was just weird and it 's just again when we go back and we watch these movies, you know how how women are portrayed. How actors of colour are portrayed, it, it's just, it's all a little bit uncomfortable, isn't it? I mean, we didn't mention, but right at the top when the librarian gets uh scared out of a wit's end, you know, one of Venkman's questions was, are you menstruating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just oh, imagine them all sat now. in the writer's room, can't you? It's like, you know, oh, what's funny? Oh, women's periods, that's funny. <laughs> you know, they'll be laughing in the aisles, they will. Wow, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible, it really is. It, it, it's just its just a bizarre line, isn't it? And it, it, it doesn't work, it's not funny. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, a little bit like an electric shock, it just hit me. It was like, oh, there's something not right there.
1: No, I'm with you on that. There's some really off-beats with this, and... What's amazing is that obviously the mayor gets them back there and they, they end up with, what do you need? Well, the mayor can get the whole of the US Army yeah, to come to New like, York. doesn't it? Right. He's gotten so much pull to get everybody. I'm sure these are all the extras out of the Blues Brothers, Dave, who were still in well, Chicago, in New York, uh, the Blues Brothers. But it was very similar the way this was set up. I don't know why the way it was shot, I and mean, it's not even like the Blues Brothers, but it just reminded me a lot of the way the, the camera work was and, the setting of all the soldiers running maniacally, like when they chased Jake and Elwood at the end and, this was just terrible I mean Peter Venkman gets out doesn't he and he's there waving like he's the president of the United States and everything and he's, he's absolutely
0: where did all these people come from
1: I know, I know. <laughs> Pl- plenty of extras you know like th- th- there's a building full of ghosts so I tell you what we'll stand outside and cheer on these four scientists who have no real experience of anything <laughs> but, but they're going to save the world it was just <laughs> fucking stupid
0: it was bizarre wasn't it and, and again you just you just go with it as a kid don't you but it's like, what What the hell are they doing there? You know, I know that New York's being terrorized by ghosts, isn't it? But, I mean, nowadays you would think you'd be a bit cynical, wouldn't you? You'd be like, they're somehow behind all this because, you know, a few weeks ago there weren't any ghosts. Now they're flooding the entire city after these guys are trying to drum up business for themselves.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because one of the bits that I mean, – and obviously the floor – Old ghost, don't it? The, the roads go and everything, the cars, and everyone thinks the Ghostbusters are dead, and then we have a bit of a resurgence. It's not exactly the Avengers, Dave, is it, when they sort of come <laughs> up from the floor? But anyway, they then decided what I found. And I'm proper, I know I'm proper shitting on Peter Venkman and this guy, so I, I can only apologise, but it's just how I feel. I've got to be truthful. When they're going up the stairs and they're trying to get to the top to get to Dana and obviously Zool, or whatever he's called, is... Peter Ekman says to Ray, Ray, tell me when to get to the 20th floor. And he goes, why? He goes, because I'm going <laughs> to throw up. And then they get to the 22nd floor and that's the top. I was just like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if, it's, if it was, like, 40 stories and he said it's 40 floors, so we get to 20, I'm going to flow up. But he just, said it... Just
0: before the end, I yeah.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah, it just made
0: no, In this marathon, <laughs> tell me no, when we're ten. about 12 miles and then I'll throw up. So, mind you, uh, would yeah, it, it be, nonsense. like, a, a tactical one? So, I'm, I'm going to throw up. So, just before we engage, you know, uh, I'll get a tactical tactical chunder in there (laughs) it could have been that but i i thought i thought that was pretty funny to be honest and not not like laugh out loud funny just a little smirk you know the fact that you've got all this crowd you know whatever's motivating them i'll get over that but you know you've got all the crowd cheering for them and everything and then they get in there it's like this mundane kind of climbing of the stairs. I, I thought that was a nice moment. I think it's a more realistic moment of the film, to be honest. I agree. I, I do agree there. And obviously we get this
1: thing at the end. Oh, fucking hell, Dave. I mean, <laughs> it, it's bad watching for me, this, at the end. It's really poor. And he's saying to him, like, the Ghostbusters are up there and he's saying, whatever you think of in your mind, will appear. (laughs) But what makes you laugh is Peter Venkman says, so if we say J. Edgar Hoover is going to appear, he's going to appear. And I'm thinking, well, you've obviously got that in your mind. If you've said it, the logic, the the laws of logic wasn't there. And then obviously we get, to be fair, we get one of the best parts of the film because we get Ray, don't we? Conveniently, Peter, Ray's right next to him. Peter asks, he gone to the left. Winston to the far right, or the other way around, I think it was. Sorry, Winston, his left, uh, if we're looking at it from the front. And, he got, and then he looks at Ray, and, and then all of a sudden they all look at Ray, and it's like, Sonny, you
0: know, Stay puff marshmallow, man. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I'd I never noticed this before, but in Dana's apartment, just before the eggs start boiling... She's actually got some Stay Puff marshmallows there. Oh, I she? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, with the with the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on it. I, I'd never noticed that before, and it was as those eggs were popping. It's right there, and I was like, oh, look, look. <laughs> nice little Easter egg there. Yeah, yeah, you've got me there, Dave, because I
1: never knew that. I've never never even cottoned on to that. But they, they go, obviously, the marshmallow. The marshmallow climbs up the building. They kill it. We get... Zool, don't they? We, they? They take him out, and, and it's obviously Dana and Louis. You know, he was going to play Lewis actually, Dave, as a bit of a side thing Yeah, John Candy. Oh, really? He was actually offered the part. Yeah, he actually said he wanted to play him as a German with German shepherd dogs because he didn't understand the character and stuff, so he, he never took the role. They went with Rick Moranis. We talk about two totally right. opposite uh, two two totally opposite actors
0: or comedians. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it, it, this end
0: bit, I was just... But I mean uh, 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 the bit I found funny as a kid was that whole thing about when Zool asks you know are you a guard and they uh, it's Dan Aykroyd isn't it it's Ray and he says no and then so she electrocutes them and they all nearly fall off the the building and then Winston's like if someone asks you if you're a guard you say yes I don't know why as a kid I found that bit particularly funny but now I'm just like that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just you know, it's like a comedy sketch show, you know. And again, the acting's not fantastic, so I, I just it fell flat for me that bit.
1: Yeah, it was it was a bit bizarre, and and what what I found really weird though, Dave, is when, when they all they get Dane out. Obviously, they kill Zool and all that, and Dane is obviously is the she's in like a rock now, isn't she? Of like this. um, what
0: is it? I don't know. It's like a bloody... Like the hell demon. Yeah, thing. the
1: demon thing. And she gets a handout, a bit like Superman, I suppose, in some respects. And she gets a handout and, and they, they rescue her. And Rick Moranis has conveniently got one of them on his head, you know, like he's he's stuck the heads on there. And he's like saying to me, Oh, do you want to do, you do your tax returns? I was just like, Oh, <laughs>
0: no. no, no. No. But anyway. Oh, come on. No, great. I can't. He's great. You one once a single-minded accountant, he's just been possessed. You know, they they've avoided this whole hellish uh, apocalyptic outcome and he's 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 after drumming himself up a bit of business. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought he was great in this Rick Moranis, to be fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Dave, but I'm definitely going to have
1: to disagree. <laughs> he's fucking terrible. But anyway, <laughs> it's when they come out at the end, and I, I did mention this in one of our other episodes, the the Heidi High bit at the end. So So, you know, they come out, and Dana's there with Peter Venkman like she's a celebrity and the music's rolling and the are saying who's who. Yeah. And then conveniently you get like Dan Acker with a cigarette in his mouth trying to be cool and he's waving to them like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, I was Ray. We get, you know, um, Egon, we get Winston, but then... The worst bit, Dave, was fucking Rick Moranis when he comes out and it's like Rick Moranis, and I'm like, oh fuck off and just drive <laughs> off. This is terrible. <laughs> at the end, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm going to get so much fucking abuse in his this nowadays.
0: Bro. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Rick Moranis ever had the the same love as say Venkman did. I, I think we, you know, we both might come in for a bit of stick there. But I thought uh, again. I thought I thought Egon's character was quite good. I, I you know, both Egon and Ray. Both take their jobs seriously, don't they? And again, I I just remember Venkman being the cool one because he's a bit nonchalant; he's not bothered. Um, I I thought he was good with the ladies, (laughs) but clearly not. But no, what was the line that Egon had? There, you know, again, he's just that socially awkward person. I I think the receptionist is coming on to him, isn't she? And and he's like. I study spores, mold, and fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know why bits like that, to be honest, I, I thought were a bit funnier than I did as a kid. More more than the, the obvious slapstick stuff that I did find funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really... It's an interesting film and it's a, it's got so many, like you said, there's so many references, pop culture. I mean, most of the stuff we've reviewed, there's always something you can call back on, especially I've said to you, even lines out of films that are still used to this day within my family. But with this, I just, I don't know, Dave, I just, I, I'm at a loss why <laughs> I held it in such high esteem. I think we need to go into our review.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's go.
1: you came into this thinking I was going to be watching some that I really, I've not watched probably for about 10 years thinking, you know, it's one of them films thinking, God, why didn't I buy that? I, in my head I'm thinking, right, I'm going to get the Blu-ray special edition and all that, it's going to come back into my collection, I'll watch it properly I'm a full surround sound and sound plate on full blast, about 15 minutes in, I was thinking, this is the reason I've not watched it for 10 years. And I think the last <laughs> time I watched it was on normal TV. It wasn't like I'd sought out to watch Ghostbusters. I think I sort of watched it maybe 10, 15 minutes in. But I just simply did not enjoy it one bit. I'll One thing I will say, Dave, it gives me at least four or five different things that, I can totally reminisce about as a kid growing up as something that has come with me all my life. So like I say, the four things I mentioned earlier, they'll always stick with me with Ghostbusters. I actually think, and I was thinking about this before we do the review, the best part of the film is the music for me now. The, the Ghostbusters theme song is brilliant. And that 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 is better than the film, I think, in my eyes these days. I don't think I can send it to Dan, Tween, Dave. I just simply can't because there's so many things I remember that was good about the film that weren't. And I think what you said was totally correct. There's a lot of things you remember, but the rest of the film is quite empty. Some of the acting is absolutely woeful. Some of the, the, the special effects are pretty poor. And it was a clock watcher for me. It was two hours watching this, and I have just kept thinking, I really need to get to the halfway stage. And once I'm in that mode when I'm reviewing it's already lost for me. I genuinely just did not have any of it. So I'm going to send it to Elm Street, Dave. I'm hoping Freddy Krueger comes in and takes out Peter Venkman with his claws, but I may not be that lucky. But I'm sorry, guys, if any abuse I'm going to get this week, but that's just how I feel about the movie. So what about yourself, Dave?
0: What I will say is, we were called out on Twitter earlier this week, actually. Someone had gone back and listened to our... You know, it's only a short back catalogue at the minute, isn't it? But in episode one, we said... Uh, when we did Back to the Future, we said we were going to do Alien as episode two, and then I, I remember it was just an opportunistic thing. We we were both going to watch Rocky three around the same time. It's like, oh, let's make this episode two. But the the original idea was, you know, within the first twenty, we'd we'd cover some absolute classics, and um, we will come back to Alien by the way very soon, but. Ghostbusters had to be in there, not only in the top 20, but you know, this is probably going to be one of the movies of the 80s. And probably more than anything, I mean, even more than Ferris Bueller, I think this one has been a massive disappointment. I still think that, as you said, the music is absolutely fantastic. And if this comes on the, you know, on the radio now or what have you, on Spotify, I just think, oh, this is great. You know, it still stands up today, and you know, it's just fantastic. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the the costumes that they have, some of the some of the character designs, I think, are are really great. But as a whole movie, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The acting is pretty terrible, and so it, it, it was just. It was a fair old disappointment for me. And I think if you look at IMDb, Metacritic and everything, it still scores pretty well. But I can only think that it's people who've who've rated it way back when and not really come back and watched it today. Now, you can write off some things that, you know, the uh, some of the cultural things that are a bit off in the movie. It's just of its time. But I, I think some of the special effects, although they seem to look fantastic at the time, if you compare that to Terminator that we looked at last week, if you compare it to Star Wars, which was done in 77, it just doesn't really stand up. And so I, I, I've, I've... Um, denard. before i started watching this i thought this is going to cloud city all day long and i thought you know what it, it is somewhere in between elm street and hill valley for me but i think i'm gonna put it in hill valley because just because it did mean so much to me i'm gonna you know Still look at it a little bit nostalgically. I think there is still enough to enjoy in the movie with those little set pieces that you have in there. Um, but it is, it is not the great movie that I remember, to be honest. And, and like I say, I watched it with my kids. They kind of enjoyed it as well. They didn't, they weren't obsessed with it. You know, I I remember back in the day when Ghostbusters 2 came out, the old Bobby Brown uh soundtrack coming on dancing dancing with the girls at the school disco there but uh, also going down to uh the computer club to to get a copy of Ghostbusters 2 on the Amiga <laughs> <laughs> The cartoon I absolutely loved, and I thought, in this movie, I always remember thinking Slimer was just tragically underused, but he was there, and it's still still fantastic when he's eating the hot dogs and stuff. Now, Chris, we do have, coming out next year, the next Ghostbusters, don't we? And so Cobra Kai style, it's We're going to be a continuation on in real time now. Obviously, we haven't loved this rewatch, but, I mean, what what are your thoughts about that coming up? The trailer's really good. We see Ecto-1, that's in some
1: sort of barn, as if it's been stored there since the late 80s, obviously the last time we saw Peter Venkman and co. I'm presuming it's them, I believe it is, but they're all in the 70s, so... How the hell are they going to pull it off? And obviously, if Venkman's the absolute sex pest that he is in this day, then God help him, he might be banged up within the first couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, Operation U-Tree's got him. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, obviously they, they can't have the full cast, can they? Because Egon's no. unfortunately uh, passed on from his mortal coil, or uh, maybe a show up as a ghost, I don't know. But um, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be particularly poor taste, I think, wouldn't it? But, um, I mean, what I was thinking, though, I, I still I, I alluded to this earlier, that a lot of the times the ghosts aren't actually doing anything. You know, when they get Slimer in the hotel initially, he's just trying to grab a bite to eat. He's not disturbing anyone. He's not bugging anyone. And none of the ghosts really seem to be upsetting things i mean there's one guy who looks like he's from the walking dead driving a taxi all he's trying to do is you know fucking make a living he's trying to get a fare off the bloke he's not actually harming anyone so if anything what i would like to see from this sequel and i know it's not gonna happen but i'd love to see it from the ghost's perspective you know so like like we had in cobra kai it was all from johnny's perspective and and we we can empathise with that, but I think if they do it from the ghost perspective, you know, you you get Slimer and he's just like say he's just grabbing a bite to eat, and then you get these douchebags with their homemade proton packs, and they just come in, and start shooting up the place, and smashing up chandeliers and whatever. So I, I think that would be a good story. <laughs> what, what do you reckon to that? <laughs>
1: um, maybe the acting might be better day this time. <laughs> um, a good concept, very good concept. But well, then again. You might you could say that about The Walking Dead, David. All you'd get is you going... Uh, yeah, but... Uh. But,
0: but, but <laughs> okay, so there's a big difference, though, isn't there? The Walking Dead, the zombies, are actually killing people. They're eating, you know, not just their brains. They're eating pretty much anything they can get their hands on. But these ghosts and Ghostbusters aren't doing anything wrong. I mean, Ray gets a fucking blowjob, for fuck's sake. And then <laughs> what, what does he do? Does he finish off? And then he, he fucking zaps her with his proton pack. <laughs> And that is no euphemism. So, <laughs> what? I, I, I just I think the ghosts are pretty hard done to in this.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say to that, Dave.
0: <laughs> what? It's just, so, I mean, they shoot in a Playboy model just for that particular scene, and I guess that is one of the uh, perks of being one of the head writers, isn't it? Oh, yeah, uh, Ray <clears throat> gets blowjob from Ghost. Um Isn't that you, uh, Dan? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think more importantly, though, Dave, the one thing I'd like to know with her being a ghost, what happens if she swallows? Yeah, I was just... (laughs)
0: You'd have to clean up the TV and everything. It's like, oh, come on.
1: When, I must admit, when they were in the library and Peter Bankman goes, Oh, all on them books and everything goes, Oh, look at the snot there. And I'm thinking, fuck off Peter, you've seen a lot more than that.
0: That must have all happened off camera, wasn't it? Oh I Bankman, he slimed you, did he? <laughs> That old chestnut, a <laughs> ectoplasm.
1: Yeah, Honestly, sure.
0: oh, it's fucking ectoplasm, this. I'm covered in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so I guess we probably won't be seeing that on the screen, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after that slight tangent, I still think the ghosts are hard done to. And, uh you know, I... I just I am even though we've shit all over this kind of rewatch a little bit, I, I think, you know, with modern more modern day writing, I, I think they'll do a good job of it. And I I'm pretty excited for it to be honest.
1: Yeah, I am as well, Dave. I, I, I was saying about the ectoplasm. I can't help <laughs> but think when you said that you saw that film in Diana Jones. You know, maybe <laughs> it's some sort of it's some sort of Slimer variation. I'm not sure. Dave,
0: you, know, you seem to be the expert on these things. So. There must be a parody out there somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I was just thinking of Slimer coming out the uh, the hot dog stand with, like, five hot dogs in his mouth. <laughs> Slimer does Bukaki, Dave, what you <laughs> This has taken a turn this week. <laughs> Not that I've ever seen one of them videos, Dave.
1: I'm just saying, yeah. Oh,
0: what's Bukaki, Chris? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A bit like what you see on them books we saw earlier in the film, yeah. Are those the uh,
0: those are trousers, aren't they? Bukakis.
1: Yeah, Bukakis. So one day <laughs> they're not chinos, the Bukakis.
0: <laughs> I, I need some of those for work. I'll I'll go in and ask for some at the weekend.
1: If <laughs> you get surrounded by about ten blokes, and I really would get out of there.
0: I've got a blue shirt. Can I can I get a bukhaki, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, right.
1: We definitely need to review Police Academy in the Blue Oyster Bar days. It'll open it all. Oh dear!
0: <laughs> right, on to our next section. Now, Chris, have you got any plugs for us? Yeah.
1: So, if you want to get in contact with the show, guys, VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. and if you want to contact us on Twitter at VHS Strikes Back, and if you do like what myself and Dave do, we actually have another podcast called Comics in Motion where we, re- where, where we review where we review where <laughs> review who is that jonathan ross easy for you to say yeah (laughs) where we review comic book based tv and movies so find it on your podcast catching app guys and if you do like this show or any of our other shows please get onto your podcast catching apps and drop us a review just helps us grow we have had a renaissance with another podcast based on football or soccer if you're from the us that's called chat 40 and that is on all podcast hosting sites now dave have you got anything to lead us out with today
0: I have, I just want to give another call out as well, because I've been racking up points and I, I. Probably pocket some of them, but I've been donating some to charity as well. But if you get onto Podcoin, if you're listening to podcasts anyway, if you sign up through Podcoin, uh, which is obviously free and you sign up with the code VHS strikes, you'll get an extra 300 points. And basically uh, you just acquire all these points and then you can exchange them for Amazon vouchers, for Starbucks vouchers. Loads of other stuff, or there's a whole ton of different charities that you can donate to. So do yourself a favor, get onto that, donate to a bit to charity, and you'll feel good about yourself. really that was proper proper, proper smashy and noisy that wasn't it (laughs) all this marvellous work we do for charity you know (laughs) so (laughs) well all I'll say Chris there's only really one way you can finish off this episode so if there's something strange in the neighbourhood who are you going to call well personally I'll be calling Environmental Protection Agency Inspector Walter Peck (laughs) ghostbusters (laughs)
1: ghostbusters <laughs> that's it man game over
0: man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do maybe we could build a fire sing a couple of songs huh why don't we try that we better get back because it'll be dark soon and they mostly come at night mostly i'll be back that's night. we came we saw we kicked its ass wax on wax off
1: Right. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it.
0: Well, here we go. Uh, okay. uh, so, bad. Uh, so bad. Ain't so bad. Uh, uh, so bad. Come
1: on. Why so bad? You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid yeah, fool. Yeah, you're crazy ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool, you stupid. i see you at six oh, <laughs>
0: I must my separate